The situation on the earth will become progressively worse up to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for the redeemed, and then ultimately worse for his final return at the soon-to-come battle of Armageddon. The judgment of God is at the door. There is only one way to escape this very terrible and eminent judgment. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus defines the way of escape in John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Jesus Christ will return for his church unannounced, and only the blood-bought will be taken. Are you ready to make your peace with God? Are you ready to repent of your sins? and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Matthew 24, 3 through 13, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. God said, Deuteronomy twenty-three, twelve through 14, Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whither thou shalt go forth abroad. And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be, when thou shalt ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. God said, Deuteronomy 14, verse 8, And the swine, because it divideth the hoof, yet cheweth not the cub, it is unclean unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 711 that will once again prove the inerrancy of the Word of God. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and this bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Be sure to take advantage of three very useful tools on God Said, Man Said. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Two, 
Use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 180 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. Things are happening rapidly in the great tribulation of God, known as the great seven-year tribulation period, which ends at the Battle of Armageddon, is closing in. On God Said, Man Said, you will find the 21 Signs of Doomsday series that addresses the closeness of man's doom. As in all features, we are warned that no man knows the exact time of this grand finale, but we are given multiple signs and commanded to watch to not be caught sleeping. Subjects you'll find such as Israel's restoration as a nation, one world government in the United Nations, one world monetary system, the mark of the beast, the implantable, all-knowing, all-seeing chip, wars and rumors of wars, tsunamis and earthquakes, the image of the beast, famine just one growth season away, noisome pestilence, wickedness in high places, rampant plagues such as the colossal pervasiveness of sexually transmitted diseases, a global mental Ill, uh, illness epidemic, and so much more are all covered in this series. Years of rebellion against God and His commandments are resulting in God's damning judgment. Huge chunk of the world's population are in the crosshairs until, as the Scriptures declare, only a few men will be left. One judgment alone destroys a third part of men. Then consider the pale horse in Revelation 6, verse 8. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beast of the earth. Jesus speaks of pestilence as one of the last day's signs. Hallman's Bible Dictionary defines pestilence, devastating epidemic sent by God. At the time of this writing, October 9, 2014, the world is dealing with the Ebola epidemic that is spreading rapidly. Many have died and will die. Most will be shocked to discover that at the root of the pandemic is disobedience. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For example, God commands man, as quoted in the lead of this feature, to bury all waste that come from his body, but man has chosen to flush it instead or just to relieve himself wherever it's convenient. The July 25, 2014 issue of The Week quotes the New York Times. About 620 million Indians, or 50% of that country's population, have no access to a working toilet or latrine and thus defecate outside in the street or countryside. The resulting bacterial infections lead to widespread malnutrition among children and cause 62 million Indians under five to suffer permanent physical and mental stunting, end of quote. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, The Legal Mechanism and Pandemics, Part 2. The March 2012 headline in Discover magazine reads, The Human Vector. The underlying theme of the six-page feature is that deadly pandemics are necessary social phenomena. Each human pandemic exists because social conditions have allowed it to evolve. From the Discover feature, several excerpts follow. The term pandemic 
almost always refers to waves of acute infectious disease across a wide geographical area. In A.D. 542, during the savage plague of Justinian, the citizens of Constantinople buried their dead in towers along the city walls, and when there was no more room, in massive pits into which corpses were flung like carrion. That epidemic, almost certainly bubonic plague, rimmed the entire Mediterranean at least as far west as Marseille and killed millions. The Black Death, caused by the variant of the same germ, Yersinian pestis, swept into Europe from Central Asia in 1347 and killed between a quarter and a third of Europe. And plague was not done with Europe yet. Londoners of the 17th century watched additional waves of disease come in by ship from Holland. In a matter of weeks, they too were infected, nailed up in their houses and left to die. The bodies stacked like logs on gravediggers' wagons were carted through the streets and dumped in mass graves, which you can still see in London this very day. End of quote. Concerning the avian flu, the feature continues. Yet in 2005, scientists were so terrified of a lethal avian flu pandemic that they devised all sorts of preparations which surely helped inspire the CDC zombie apocalypse campaign. Tamiflu, an antiviral drug, was stockpiled in enormous quantities, even though the late influenza virologist Edwin Kilborn noted that it is useless for prophylaxis. The drug also has dangerous side effects, and there are practical limits for how long you could keep people on it anyways. Governments and drug companies developed candidates for anti-pandemic vaccines, and some experts called for mass prophylactic vaccination, even though no human H5N1 virus existed. Government agencies urged people to stockpile water and peanut butter and tuna fish, and preparation for what Michael Osterholm, director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota, told the press would be three years of a given hell. I can't think of any other risk, terrorism or Mother Nature included, that could potentially pose any greater risk to society than this, he said. End of quote. Who is responsible for these horrific pandemics that have killed untold millions? What social conditions have made these terrors possible? All of God's commandments are supernatural instructions designed to protect the adherent from harm. None are for God's own self-glory or benefit. All of God's commandments are correct, and those who disregard them suffer the curse, the bad things that transpire from doing the wrong thing. A prime example is in the commandment in Deuteronomy 23 that we quoted in the lead of this article. God commanded human waste to be buried in the earth, but man chose to flush it in the waterways. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature. The truth remains true. Pigs, Lot's wife, flush it. The problems of flushing raw sewage into the waterways and the treated water coming out of water, uh, wastewater treatment plants have an enormous and often deadly downside. The problems are huge, even in America, where wastewater treatment plants handle the vast majority of raw sewage issues. Pollution microbiologist Joan B. Rose at the University of South Florida is clearing up the confusion over the source of fecal or dung viruses tainting coastal waters and some shellfish. 
The article in Science News discussing her work is titled Viruses, Just a Flush Away. It is said that 90% of the Florida waters tested showed a presence of fecal viruses, usually at low concentrations. The germs have been linked to uh, gastroenteritis and also to flu-like symptoms, earaches, and heart disease. Imagine human viruses flushed into the water and passed through the kitchen spigot. In June 2000, an article in U.S. News & World Report titled, The Sickening Sewer Crisis, said, Each year, an estimated 400,000 American basements experience the backup of raw sewage and municipal sanitary sewers overflow 40,000 times, dumping potential deadly pathogens into our streets, waterways, and beaches. In just eight months, San Diego reported raw sewage spillage of 34 million gallons, and the small town of Fort Pierce, Florida, reported spillage of 8 million gallons. Guess what follows the sewage? Rats. Big, disease-laden rats. The following statement is from an article in Science News titled, When Sewage is Recycled for Drinking. More than two dozen major utilities release so much wastewater affluent into drinking water supplies when natural waterways are low that the treated sewage makes up more than 50% of the water. Although most of this treated sewage meets federal standards, the report notes that regulators scout for less than the full spectrum of toxicants now present in the water. As a result, the report argues, recycling sewage for drinking water should be an option of last resort, and when selected, more stringent regulation should be applied, end of quote. This following excerpt is from Scientific American, January 2009. Four in ten people have no access to any latrine, toilet, bucket, or box. They defecate in narrow alleyways in forests by train tracks. The disease toll of this human excrement is astounding, killing more people worldwide than any other single cause. Modern sanitation, where it exists, has added 20 years to the average human life. But population growth in the first world has taxed sanitation systems. 90% of the globe's sewage ends up untreated in oceans, rivers, and lakes. End of quote. The following is another excerpt from Discover. To be transmitted, a germ has to be shed from one human host and picked up by another. Some germs, like cholera, make their hosts produce copious diarrhea. If there is poor sanitation or people are crowded together, those germs are likely to infect other hosts. Respiratory infections are shed into the air or onto surfaces. If someone sneezes into a hand or touches a doorknob that you touch afterwards, you may catch your infection. Some germs float through the air and you breathe them in. Measles and tuberculosis, uh, tuberculosis, excuse me, they spread this way. End of quote. Just to name two pandemics directly associated with raw human waste would be cholera and E. coli. God's commandment was to bury the waste in the earth, but man said flush it. Now who is responsible for the millions of dead bodies buried in common graves? Who is responsible for the suffering and the evil? Thousands of years before modern science began to understand the reason why, God was there in his owner's manual with life and life more abundantly. Choose life and live. End of quote. When God, the creator of the universe, gives direction, wise men and women take heed. Concerning the Bible's Old Testament dietary laws, it is true that Christians with their childlike faith can pray and eat. 
1 Timothy 4, 4 through 5. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. But also keep in mind that the vast, vast majority of this world's population cannot access this biblical promise. It behooves them to take serious precaution. In Deuteronomy 14, 8, we read, And the swine, because it divideth the hoof, yet cheweth not the cud, it is unclean unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. God said man said has published numerous features concerning the pig. The following paragraphs have been lifted from a feature published in the September 6, 2014 issue of Science News. Monkeys do not pass Ebola to each other through the air, researchers report. The result confirms observations of human outbreaks of the deadly virus. Infection requires contact with bodily fluids. The study follows a 2012 report that raised concerns that Ebola might be able to be spread by air. That study, led by infectious disease researcher Gary Kolbinger of the Public Health Agency of Canada, found that McKay... Uh, uh, monkeys contracted Ebola when housed in cages near piglets infected with Ebola. The animals never touched. The researchers said the virus probably floated to the monkeys' cages as a fine airborne spray of particles shed by the pigs. Pigs seem to have more aerosolized uh, viral particles than other species, says Derek Gatherer, a viral uh, evolutionary biologist at Lancaster University in England. If it's going to be spread by aerosols, the pigs are the species to do it. End of quote. The other evening, Dr. Mark Siegel, medical commentator for Fox News, was being interviewed by Fox anchor Lou Dobbs concerning Ebola. After the doctor assured us that Ebola was not airborne and that to contract Ebola, one must come into direct contact with the contaminated body and its fluids, Mr. Dobbs asked about an Ebola victim who sneezes or coughs. Is that not airborne? Since then, it has been reported that the virus can live without the body for hours, if not days, on doorknobs, counters, and the like. It appears that the medical world is somewhat divided about the cause of Ebola and how it is spread. In the God Said, Man Said feature, Truth Remains True, Pigs, Lots, Wife, Flush It, you'll find the following. The following information is from the January 2009 issue of Nature under the heading, Ebola Outbreak Has Experts Rooting for Answers. When the Ebola Restin virus was discovered in pigs in the Philippines last year, it marked the virus's first known foray of potential threat to human health. Because few people come into close contact with primates in the Philippines, the risk of catching Ebola Restin in this way is relatively low. By contrast, the appearance of the virus in an important livestock species was unexpected and worrying, says Pierre Rowland, an Ebola expert at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia, who was part of the mission in the Philippines. We never thought that pigs could be infected, he says. Once inside the pig, it may be possible for the virus to mutate into a version that is deadly to humans, as the avian influenza virus is thought to have done. And we still don't know what it might do to someone who is immunocompromised by HIV or by drugs, Roland adds, end of quotes. The following headline is from the antimedia.org. It reads, CDC admits Ebola could be airborne. A few paragraphs follow. 
According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention Director Tom Frieden, the Ebola virus might be airborne. It is the single greatest concern I've ever had in my 40-year public health career, said Michael Osterholm, director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. I can't imagine anything in my career, and this includes HIV, that would be more devastating to the world than a respiratory transmittable Ebola virus. Experts are increasingly expressing fears that the Ebola virus can spread through the droplets suspended in the air. This would explain the unprecedented increase in the number of Ebola cases in 2014. You probably didn't hear about it on the corporate news. But a little less than two months ago, the CDC updated their criteria for Ebola transmission to include being within three feet or in the same room as someone infected with the virus. From the CDC's website, it reads, A low-risk exposure includes any of the following household member or other casual contact with an EVD patient, providing patient care or casual contact without high-risk exposure with EVD patients in healthcare facilities in EVD outbreak-affected countries. How does CDC define casual contact? Casual contact is defined as A, being within approximately three feet, or within the room or care area for a prolonged period of time while not wearing recommended personal protective equipment or having direct brief contact, e.g. shaking hands, with an EVD case while not wearing recommended personal protective equipment. End of quote. The first Ebola patient diagnosed in the U.S., Thomas Duncan, died October 8th. And the October 8 headline from the CBS Dallas-Fort Worth affiliate reads, Ebola scare sends Dallas County Sheriff's deputy to hospital. According to the September 30 Ebola update on scgnews.com, it reads the number of cases are doubling every three weeks. It should be no surprise that disobeying the commandments of God found in his Bible, such as sanitary and dietary laws, would actually be direct participants in doomsday. Jesus said that pestilence is a last-day sign to watch. Ebola qualifies. Saints must be prepared for departure. If you are not prepared, click on the Further with Jesus now. God said, Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 13. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. God said, Deuteronomy 20 through 12 through 14. Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, 
whither thou shalt go forth abroad, and thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be, when thou wilt ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back, and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. God said, Deuteronomy 14, 8, And the swine, because it divideth the hoof, yet cheweth not the cud, it is unclean unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.